All right, it's the Brooklyn Moses Podcast. Y'all know what it is. This is episode number 28. Two eight. J. Carly, thank you so much. We're going to get straight to it. We're on a little later than usual, but we on. I can break the rules that I don't follow. I can break the rules that I make. <laughs> Listen. You can break the rules when you make the rules. Y'all thought there wasn't going to be a podcast, huh? They're like, oh, snap, he's here. Yep, we here. All right, so let's see who we got in the building. Um, On IG, Stacy is here. Jay Carly holding me down as usual. Audio is good over there. Very good. Um, On Facebook. Jay Carly's in the building. Let me see if any latecomers to the watch party. I see Maui Jeff also. T.A. Maui's in the building. All right, excellent. And of course, the latecomers will make their way when they get here. Uh, what else we got? As usual, the YouTube gang is heavy. Um, we got... Hassan in the building. What's up, bro? Maui Jeff is over here as well. Um, Jay Carly, Melanie Charles, Moe is in the building. Al is in the building. BCJ, Young Yoda, EJ, <laughs> Maui Jeff said I was about to throw the rule book at the cat. That's a fact. The cat's about to catch it. He ain't slick. Like, cats are smart. He waits. He knows what I'm doing when I'm, like, I'm over here doing something preoccupied. So he thinks I'm not going to get at him because I'm over here. But I'm like, listen, the, the slipper will get at you, bro. <laughs> that T.A. That TA slip on to hit you right in your head. So relax. I'm talking about the cat also, by the way. All right, so... um. Made it here. I, I'm actually here unexpectedly. I don't think anybody thought that I was coming on because I had a surgery today for um, getting a wisdom tooth removed. But it's actually not doing, um, it's, it's not like bad in the recovery for me. This is, this is a relief compared to the pain that I was experiencing before. So I feel good, man. I feel good. Took, I did take the meds that they gave me. And they told me that it's supposed to, I guess, help me rest or put me to sleep, but they it never does. It never works on me. It's just like alcohol. It, it almost has damn near the, like the reverse effect. People say um, coffee make them stay up. Coffee make me go to sleep. It's weird. It's weird. I think I'm too full of the vibe to, to actually be normal. I think that's what it is. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> All right, so we're going to get into today's topic. And this was actually, um, th this came to me kind of strong today. Oh, that's hard. Come on, Paley's out the gate. He said, you can't put a TA beast to sleep. What? Come on, man. That explains it all. That right there explains it all, folks. That's it. Mm-mm-mm. All right, so topic for the day. Why skill on the right plant, excuse me, pre rewind. Why skill on the right platform is the new money. Skill is the new currency, bros and sisters. Brothers and sisters, skill set is the new form of currency. This is a deeper topic than usual, I would say, because I'm going to be tapping into market-related things, and I'm going to tie it in together with the topic, which is actually talking about currency. 
Now, when you think of currency, you, you, you know, you're thinking of the thing that allows you to have access to the things that you want, to the things that you need, you know, bills that you need to pay for requires currency. Things that you want to buy requires currency, requires money. Okay. We all know this. The question is, how do you go about generating more money? How do you go about producing more income? How can you do it in a way where you don't have to sell your time? Whoa. We getting there already. Let me repeat that. How can you do it in a way where you don't have to sell your time? And the answer to that plain outright is skill. Period. Now there are a myriad of skills that exist, of course, because people are capable of doing many things. So whatever it is that you're capable of doing that provides value to others is a skill. I don't care what it is. The question then becomes, can you take that skill and scale it? In other words, can you take your skill set and scale up the currency that comes as a result of the skill set. In other words, you got a skill that can make money. Can you scale it up? Can you take the same skill and make more money with the same skill? And if you can do that, how do you position yourself to do that? So these are like this. These are real good topics because I want to help people to think about what it is that I'm talking about. And then think about how can you fill in the blank? My question is simply, if you have a skill set, how can you scale it? In other words, how can you take your skill and make as much money as possible? Because when you have a skill set, it means you're not selling your time to somebody else. You're not working for someone else. You have what someone someone else wants. If you have a skill set, that's something somebody else wants because your skill allows you to produce something in demand. In other words, whatever your skill is capable of producing, manufacturing or providing. Right. Somebody willing to pay you for that. That's what makes your skill the commodity. That's what makes your skill the. What's the word I'm looking for? The capital. Right. People, people love talking about raising capital to do this and to do that. And you can raise money all day for some type of a, a venture. But that doesn't mean that the venture makes sense. It doesn't mean that the venture will actually produce a positive outcome, which is profit from the venture. Although you may have invested money into it. But if the venture itself does not have value, it won't produce value. Ooh. Ooh. If the venture is not valuable, how can it produce money? How can it generate profit? You see? So people lose money in investments all the time. And that's not to discourage someone from investing money in an opportunity or in a venture of some type, but it would actually make more sense for you to look underneath that and actually look at what it is to determine whether or not the value exists in the venture. Then it would make sense to put the capital behind the venture. So now the capital becomes one and the same when it becomes to the success of the venture. You see, now you're using your capital in a way where that capital will grow because the capital represents seed. It's what you're using as an investment in something to help put that something in position to be scaled. This makes a lot of sense. We and I like this is our educational zone that we in. Makes a lot of sense 
when you think about that, right? So now what happens is you take whatever your value proposition is, your skill, and if the skill can be scaled, you got a problem because that means that you can build it as big as you want to. It also means that you can duplicate it. Uh-oh. You know what happens when you duplicate? You multiply. If you can duplicate it, you can multiply it out. So now you can have the same format and it becomes a blueprint for success. Because it can be duplicated. It can be done by someone else. You see, if the blueprint for it is laid out, it can be duplicated by somebody else. The same way that the franchises work. Remember last week we talked about we talked about McDonald's. And that goes for any successful franchise, but that's the most obvious one. Mickey D's franchise always going to be profitable. It ain't even possible for them to lose money. Not even possible. They have a system in place that's so remarkable that the system caters to the demand of people. It, they know exactly what people want. They know how you want your stuff. You want it fast. And you want it to taste the same way each and every time. And that's how their system is designed. So, again, we're tapping into a lot right now, just in this one topic. So skill itself is something that is a commodity. But being able to scale with your skill changes the dynamic now for the skill that you actually possess. Because what it, what it means is that, oh, my goodness, you know what? I could take what I'm doing right now and just do this and add that and do the exact same thing that I'm doing here, but I'm just doing it at a, a larger scale. I'm doing more, or I should say I'm producing more by scaling up what I'm doing. I'm not changing what I'm doing. It's the same blueprint. So let's get into that as it relates to trading. If you have a blueprint for success in trading, you don't ever switch up the blueprint, first and foremost. I don't care what people tell you, how people feel about it. Oh, but what you do is you wait for the market to slow down. And I mean, I hear that all the time from people. It's almost like they upset that I'm making money and I'm profitable in a slow market. But you might as well be just as, 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 as upset as if I'm doing it in a fast market because I do that too. Fast or slow don't matter. And what's so funny is that you're trying to understand the base of the blueprint, but you don't. You don't get it. The only way you're going to get it is if you come get it. You have to come to get it. You see, you're not going to figure it out on your own. And that's why TA is TA. It's the answer. So understand this, right? When we talk about skill, we talk about the right platform, we talk about the right instrument. Now we're digging because we're becoming even more specific and we're, we're giving even more context to the conversation. So let's do it. Skill, we know what that is. The ability for you to interpret the market correctly and to be in alignment with the market so that you'll know when to trade. Mm-hmm. That's reverse. That's not what you're used to. You're used to trying to take a trade in the market. We flip the whole dynamic around. We don't take trades in the market. We allow the market to lead us, lead us into winning trades. Hold on. What that means is that we wait. We observe. Our job is to watch. Our, our job is not to trade. This gets better and better, man. This is getting more and more in tune with the vibe, like at a high level so that anybody can understand. If y'all listen to what these topics are about and you actually listen to the stuff that comes out, it's crazy. It really is. Like, just listen to what I'm saying right now. Skill in the market, right? Right? is more important than trading. 
You think that trading is, is where it's at. It's not trading. It's the ability to understand and interpret the market. That's the key. That's how you're going to capitalize in trading. Hold on. You're going to capitalize in trading because of your understanding of the market, not the other way around. And people get exhausted with that because they're like, well, when am I supposed to trade? Well, why don't you take the foundation? Cat, if you don't, if you don't, this cat right here is going to, yeah, 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 that's what I thought. Nice starts running. I took my damn headphones out. Messing with this dude. All right, there you go. Um, the hell was I just saying? If you don't take the time to observe and watch the market, how are you ever going to understand why a trade wins or loses? You won't. And if you never understand why a trade wins or loses, how can you consistently win? How you going to do that? And if you don't consistently win, how are you going to have a business in trading? How are you going to be profitable long term? Problems. See, it's 99 problems. But skill ain't one of them. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. Let me see if my headphones is right. Joints never came back on. Hold on. All right, there we go. Not hearing. Not hearing all the bass I should hear. All right, there we go. <clears throat> Skill is not one of our problems. Skill is everybody else's problem. <laughs> you it's funny because you think your problem is your strategy, the timing of your entry into a trade, you know, the indicator that you used, you think that your problem is overtrading. These are symptoms of your problem. What's your problem? What's your real problem? You know what your real problem is. You ain't got no skill, man. That's the real problem. So because you lack skill when it comes to the market, guess what happens? The market will punish you for not having the skill. The market punishes you for not being in alignment and submitting to it. Whoa. Whoa, you get punished for that. And then what happens is now the market becomes your enemy instead of your friend. Don't let the market be an enemy. Be friendly. But the market is like, listen, respect is a two way street. You respect me. I respect you. You violate me. I have no choice but to violate you. And that's where you find yourself when it comes to your trading. Account getting blown one after the other, right? You're doing too much. You're not understanding the market. So because you're not taking the time to actually study, observe, and learn from the market, the market got a problem with that. It really does. It's, it's like it takes it personal. Like, oh, you don't, you, okay. Oh, you think you're smarter than me. Okay. You can't outsmart the market. And what I mean by that is you can't just allow yourself to engage in the market and take trades without understanding why you're taking the trade. That is disrespectful to the market, period. Totally disrespectful. And you continue to do that. And because you consistently do that, you consistently lose. See, people are consistent in the market. They consistently be losing and blowing the counts out. They do that shit on the regular. 
I know because they tell me after they do it a lot of times. Damn, Mark, I just blew another account, man. I need to get serious about the training. You do need to get serious about the training. You need to understand what my training is. My training is conditioning you to respect the market first. My training is conditioning you to get the skill set first. My training is not teaching you how to take trades and win trades. I'm not teaching you that. That's not even what I do. It's so funny, too, because a lot of people feel like, you know, they can just kind of default to, to all of the, 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 the cliche excuses. Well, no, 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 nobody's perfect. I, nobody said that they were perfect. But guess what? Your submission to the market can be perfect. Your cooperation with the market can be perfect. Your patience in the market can be perfect. Your alignment with the market can be perfect. That's not you being perfect. That's you applying and respecting the rules of the market in order to produce perfection when you trade. Hold on. Hold up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on. So now we've elevated beyond that whole cliche excuse. You can't tell me, oh, well, nobody's perfect. We don't have to be perfect to win every trade. Whoa. Whoa. What did I just say? We don't have to be perfect to win all the time. That's not why we, we're not here trying to be perfect. We are here learning a process that we know we will repeat over and over again and we won't do nothing else. How about that? How about that? That's a start. Take the time to do that first and see what happens. See how, you change, see how your outcomes start to change. When you understand why. You don't even understand why you lost. What's crazy is you don't even understand why you won. You don't even understand why you be winning. This is how ridiculous you look to the market. Market's like, oh, you don't even know why you won that one, huh? You're like, hey, I don't care why I won, but I won. Okay, well, how long can you do that for, though? How long can you keep doing that for? You can't do that indefinitely. You see how this works? So because you can't continue to do that forever and ever, you're going to have to learn how to respect the market, man. You're going to have to like learn how to understand the movement of the market. The market moves. When you look at a trade that you're in and then you see that that trade doesn't win. It doesn't win because the market moved. There's the first clue right there. Like, oh, I was winning. And then in the last five seconds, the market moved all the way to the other side of the strike. Man, I got to work on my timing of in, into the trade. The market moving at the end of that binary is not, that don't got nothing to do with the timing of when you took the trade. That has everything to do with the timing of the movement in the market. Hello. Hello. Skill. So to, just to come back to the topic again, skill on the right platform is the new currency. This is the new way for you to make money without selling your time. Period. Period. How you like them apples? And it's not like it's just me making it up. This is what it is. The proof is here. People that don't have skill don't make money on, on, in trading. Those of us that do have skill make money consistently in trading. Any questions? Any questions? You see, it's simple. So it's not that, oh, well, they just be lucky. Anybody can trade when the market is slow. Anybody can do that when the market is consolidating. Well, you tried to do it, but you got slapped last time, remember? You got slapped. 
And I know that because you came on here and you told me. Oh, Mark, I tried to trade it. Like, you know, I tried to trade how you do, but man, what do you do when the market is moving in the last three seconds? Well, you don't understand the market yet, bro. And you trying to trade based on what you see me doing, or I should say what you think you see me doing. And that ain't it. There's more to it than that. My skill has improved dramatically over time because I've learned to become more submissive to the market, not less. In my submission to the market, I trade less. Whoa. Hold up. I take fewer trades and make more money. Look at the reward. The market rewards you for doing less and respecting the market more. You see? You do less, you get more. <laughs> you got it twisted. You got it the other way around in your head. You think you're supposed to do more. No, no, no. You're doing too much now as it is. Do less, get more. That's how this works in the market. And trading is not even about trading. And because when I say trading, I'm talking about profitable trading. You talking about regular losing and trading. That ain't what we doing. And that's not what we're here to do. And that's not what you should be here to do. So if you're still losing, understand my point. There's a reason that you're losing. It's because you don't understand the market enough to know not to continue to duplicate that same action because you're going to keep doing it. You chasing a trade. Oh, there's my setup. All right. Well, you took your setup. Worked last time. Didn't work this time. Same damn setup. Why didn't it work this time? Oh, oh well, I know what it is because I, 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 I entered too early. What? That ain't why. That ain't why. You don't understand why fully. And that's what you need to take the time to learn. This is why the skill set is too important for you to mistake anything else for what skill will allow you to do. Don't tell me about your indicator. Don't tell me about your software. Don't tell me about nothing. Oh, but Mark, every, Mark, everyone doesn't have time to learn to trade. Well, then do, then you know what? Continue to sell your time and don't learn how to trade. How about that? I'm not telling you to do it. I'm telling you what needs to be done if you're going to do it. There's a difference. Ain't nobody forcing you to learn how to trade and win. I'm not forcing you to do it. But what I am telling you is you better cut it out with all of that passive income dumb shit that you're doing. A lot of y'all is doing it and you need to stop. Oh, well, I earn crypto every three seconds. Shut up. Just stop. Just stop it. I don't get an applause. That gets the dunce. That's what I'm in the press, damn it. <laughs> I'm earning crypto every three seconds, Mark. You and Mr. Caldwell, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you and Mr. Caldwell. What you talking about, Lewis? Come on, man. Stop it. So, like, people got to cut out the shenanigans when it comes to this. For real. Because, again, this is too valuable of a skill. And it's too valuable of a, of a blueprint that's already in existence for you to overlook what actually happens when you follow a successful blueprint. It's not possible for you to overlook the fact that you see what happens on TA. You know what happens on TA. That's why you have these questions. That's why you have these thoughts. Oh, I wonder if I trained for three months, if I'll be able to make a million dollars. Listen, if you train, you put yourself in position to do whatever you want to do. If you don't train, you won't. That's it. That's how it works. Well, Mark, exactly how long do you think that your average student trains for before they're ready to go full time? Why do you care? What, what, does that, what does that even matter to you? It doesn't matter. If it took them three years, let's say three years. My average student take three, three years before they go full time. Now what? You going to do it? What you going to do? You see? 
So you trying to you, you you're deflecting. You asking me questions based on the success rate like this is a machine that just spits everybody out all at the same time. It can't spit you out at the same time. You ain't got the same ingredients. Everybody got their own version of their own bullshit that they got to deal with. You're learning a skill. You understand? This ain't this ain't automated trading and EAs and software. This is you. This is the realness. This is a skill set that nobody's ever going to be able to take from you, period. And that's why it's so valuable. That's why when you have the skill set, you got the right platform, got the right instrument to trade, got the right blueprint in place, it's money in the bank. And that's it. It's money in the bank. People used to be bugging out thinking $1,000 a trade is a lot. You thought that was a lot. It still is. You can keep going. But you can't do that without the skill set to do it, though. So what's more valuable? The fact that you can or the fact that you will if you actually get the skill set itself? Which one's more valuable? Which one? Come on now. So that goes to show you, like, listen, it's, it, it's a lot more to it than meets the eye. And you just need to be willing to go with the flow. And that's it. Stop trying to do all of this other nonsense that ain't going to work. People are joining programs and doing this and that. Like, stop. MLM network marketing is cool. No problem with it. You joined the Forex MLM? I wouldn't recommend it. Am I going to say anything to you? You know, when you come to me, hey, Mar, what you think about this? Yeah, I'm going to tell you the real. I don't think that you should do it. That's just my opinion, though. That's, that's my opinion. And the reason I'm saying that is because it's something better. Uh-oh. You, you, like, you're joining the MLM to trade or you joining the MLM to recruit people and become successful doing that? Which one? Because if you're doing it to learn how to really trade, that ain't going to happen. What you talking about, Willis? And even even people successful doing MLM forex, they will they'll tell you that the majority of their money comes from the the business side, the recruiting side. It don't come from trading. We talk about putting ourselves in position to surpass whatever money that they talk about making. Period. Oh, you made how much last year? Half a million. We could do that. You made a million. We could do that too. Y'all making six figures. We could do that. Let's go. You see, you see the difference? You're the boss. You're in position. You can scale your business, your skill set, to whatever size you want it to be, whatever income level you want it to become. You are in control of that because you have all of the right ingredients to, to have that in place. Skill, right platform, right instrument, the blueprint for success. Boom. Not, oh, well, I take three trades a day and on average, and most of my trades I win. Just come on. Stop talking to me about stupid shit, please. Most of my trades I win. I'm winning all my trades because I'm going to follow the market. You winning some of your trades because you getting lucky in the market. There's a difference. Like, understand the value of what we have and what we're doing. This is different. This is not normal. There's nothing normal about what we're doing at all. As I'm doing this right now, I'm looking at the market in the background, just watching. Just waiting. Well, Mark, when are you going to take a trade? I just told you a minute ago, I don't take trades. The market gives me trades. When the market give it up, I'll be right here. Bang, bang, boogie. Take that, take that. I'm taking that. I'm right here. You see? Mind you, observation. I could be doing anything right now. If I was in the bed, I'd still be looking at the market right now, just observing. Not, not doing nothing crazy. I'd be observing and watching Lou House on the Prairie, more than likely, because that's what Lulu would have on TV. 
Either that or Sanford and Son, one or the other. <laughs> looking at Sanford and Son in the corner of my eye while I'm looking at the chart. That's how I'd be moving right now if I wasn't here. <laughs> so, again, man, listen, having skill in today's world on this internet with this trading and this market stuff, having skill in it is the new money. It is the new money. This is the way that you bypass selling your time. You know, some of you might be looking for another job. I know some people are working and they look, they looking for another part-time job right now. Damn, you know, shit, I need another job, man. I need to make some extra money. You're looking for another way to sell your time. And what I'm suggesting is that instead of you going that route, you could give way more value to that time. The same time you're talking about selling to somebody else, you can give way more value to that time by applying a process that will train you to learn the process that works in the market, period. There's a blueprint for it too. So you don't even gotta figure it out yourself. It's already been figured out. So you can either sell your time or you can give real value to your time by learning the process that works all the time. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Let me come back in the comments real quick. <laughs> this is good. <laughs> Um, Paley's, I'm feeling great, man. I'm actually feeling great. Believe it or not. Um, Paley, we follow the rules, so we create the rules. Exactly. Mo said all year round. Yep. <laughs> um, CC, with skill, you never go broke. Come on now. Come on now. Um, Bailey, what up to you, my near future fam? Yes, sir. Um, Fonz was good. Paley said, and the cool thing about it is when you understand the market, no one can punish you, not even the platform you're on. You can't get tricked by anything or anyone. Whoa. Come on now. Come on. He He went on to say, we're not. Being perfect in the market, that's why we are perfect. Whoa. <laughs> you got to catch up to that. You got to catch up to that one. We're not being, in other words, we ain't trying to be perfect in the market. That's why we are perfect. What? Man. Come on, man. It's called alignment. Um, EJ, hold yourself accountable and train. Facts. Facts. Yeah, earning fake money every three seconds, pretty much. Just silliness. Um, Gary Lopez, what's good, man? Gary said, this is fire. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Yeah, I'm going to get into more of these topics because people ain't winning. They not winning out here, man. They acting like they winning, but they ain't really winning like that. They not. We are, though. Hold on. telling you man you learn listen you learn what ta knows <sighs> life change that's all i'll say life change <laughs> that's it life change paley said figure your bs you figure out the process that's right that's right because you overcome your bs in the process Ooh. Uh, Maui Jeff, when passive income passes you by and leave you skill, skillless and broke, skill is way more valuable. Facts. Um, Jay Carly said, luck is not skill and luck doesn't exist in the first place. That is a fact. Fact the mundo. Um, Ralston in the building, I see you over on Facebook. What's happening? Um, 
Paley said, having skill in any market is better than a job. That is a fact. <laughs> That's a fact. Profits beat wages. Profits beats wages. You, you know what just came to me? Man, this is hard. Listen, profits beat wages, but you got to know how to get to the profits. Hold on. <laughs> Whoa. Profits do beat wages. But you got to get to the bag. The skill is the bag, man. Come on, come on, come on, come on. The skill. Skill is the bag. Um, Maui Jeff says, so much people I know joining them MLMs hoping for a quick financial fix for the hard times. It infuriates me to know that they're taking advantage of people during these hard times. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean, because, it, it, you know, it does look like that so often. And a lot of times it's like people will do stuff and you kind of know that they're not genuine about it. Not to say that all of them are like that. I, I, that's not true. There's some wonderful people, some very great folks that you'll meet in network marketing and in MLMs and stuff. Absolutely, because people are everywhere. But as far as the hype of it, that's the part right there I don't like. I don't like how, you, you know, it's like it's designed to hype you up. It's, it's hyping you up by design. And that's a false sense of of enthusiasm and excitement. It's a false sense because you're getting hyped up over the comp plan. Like, you, like you're like you looking at that and you're like, oh, snap. Damn, man. These people making a lot of money doing this. I, I could do it. Because you're seeing the person and, of course, they're going to try to show you how their journey or their experiences may resonate with you. And a lot of times you might have things in common with people. And that's why I said it, a lot of times you meet great people in MLM and network marketing. Definitely. But that's not what I'm referring to when I talk about the hype. The hype is what's being sold to you. You know what I'm saying? It's like they selling the hype of it. That's what that's that's what they, that's how they get you. And I'm like, nah, I, that, that right there. I don't like that. I don't like that part because it's like, well, if you're offering something as a service, is the service valuable? Does it make sense for me to pay for this service even if I don't talk to nobody and don't want to recruit anybody into it? Can I take the service that you provide and use that and become successful just doing just the trading part? And it's unfortunate, but the answer to those questions are no. Like, to be honest with you, it's no. Until someone actually can, you know, prove that, well, no, you know what? I use this and I became a better trader and I make more money from trading than I do from recruiting people. I have yet to see that. That's why when I talk to people about it, I'm always looking at it from the perspective of the hype. I'm like, I, I already know why you got caught up in that. You hyped up off the comp plan. You're not hyped up off the trading plan. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa. And that's a fact. That's a fact. So, again, I'm not bashing MLM or network marketing or anybody in it. I'm presenting what I know for a fact it is that's being used in that actual, that actual format. They're using hype to sell the opportunity to join that company or, you know, whatever they hyping it up, but we're not looking for hype. We're looking for value straight up. That's what I'm always looking. I'm always looking at the value in whatever it is anyway. So if I can't see the value right away, then to me, it doesn't make sense to be involved in that period. And that's how you really keep it real with yourself. And you just hold yourself accountable. You got to ask certain questions and them questions got to be answered. If they can't answer them questions, deuces. Not for me, man. Not for me.
You know what I mean? So, yeah, that that that's my perspective on that. So I do agree um, a lot with what Maui Jeff has said. You know, people people are being taken advantage of it because you're you're it's like you're tapping into the fact that people are hyped up. People get hyped, and then they try to use the hype as a way to actually do something. You know what I'm saying? When are they designed for that? It's just not. It's just not designed for that, man. So, yep. Um, Gary Lopez said, it's not just a skill. It's a highly specialized skill. Let's go. Fine said, you learn the skill, the money will come soon. Facts. Facts. Paleos, the skill set isn't the potential. The potential is the skill set. Hmm. <laughs> Young Yoda's in the building, I see. This is good. Um, Kalisha, what's up? Maui Jeff said, yeah, the promise of all this money quickly, the people usually are great people to be around. You have to be positive to attract positive, right? Right. Exactly. Um, Gary Lopez, yeah, you two brought a whole new level of finesse that's not my type of money. Right. Right. You know, I mean, like certain, it's just definitely certain things that are not for certain people. I've explored so many different things that to know what things are and to, you know, to be able to provide some level of insight on it. That's why you never hear me just outright bash anything. Like I never be like, nah, that's garbage. I'm not going to do that because I'm always going to try to see value in whatever it is and then extract the value of it somehow and then use that part to try to build on. But overall, if you asking me like, yo, Mark, what you think about MLM and network marketing? I'm like, I think that they're great, but they're not for everybody. And you need to find out if it's for you or not. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a fair assessment. That's a that's a wise thing to tell somebody in, as a response. Because I'm not saying, nah, don't do it. And I'm not saying you should do it. I'm saying that you should self-examine to know whether or not that's something that you really want to do. You see? And also be honest. It's like, know what it is that that is. You know that everybody that's making money doing that is doing it through the comp plan and through recruiting. You see, you already know that. So don't try to act like that's not what it is. If you know that that's what it is and you accept that and that's the route that you want to go, go do your thing. You see, because now you have enough information. Now you're making a, you're making a big boy decision. Like, I, I'm deciding to do this now. Or I'm not, I'm not deciding to do this now. You see what I'm saying? But you're going to have to make the decision and you should have enough information to be able to make a good decision regardless. So that's always where you want to end up at is with enough information to make a good decision for yourself. Yep. Uh, Melanie said, I used to think people had skill when their win-loss ratio was high, but you don't have skill if you have a win-loss ratio in the first place. Whoa. Hold on. All right, Melanie's trying to, she's trying to end the podcast. <laughs> Whoa. We got to rewind that. She said, I used to think people had skill when their win-loss ratio was high. But you don't have skill if you have a win-loss ratio in the first place. Whew. All right, it's been nice. <laughs> Damn, that's the damn mic drop right there. Oh, my goodness. Sheesh. Y'all got to see some of y'all ain't ready for this level of, of like this level of TA vibration is crazy. You got to you got to elevate to understand what we even talking about. You got to elevate, man. Mm. Paley said, yeah, win rate. How do you explain that? Exactly. So, you know, what's so crazy is that people expect to lose. Think about it. Just the fact that 
people will say, yeah, man, you know, I'm winning about 85, 95% of my trades. What you're really saying is that you expect to occasionally, occasionally lose trades. Instead of looking at any trade that you ever lost and studying how the market looked when you lost the trade. Look, 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 look. This is for people out there that's still losing and don't understand why they lost. If you want to stop losing, stop trading. Step one. First, first step, stop trading. Second step, you need to start recording so you can go back and look at your trades and look at how the market looked when you lost. You, you realize how much I'm giving you right now just off that? Record. Watch it back. Look at how the market looked when you lost that trade. The market will tell you why you lost the trade. <laughs> Listen to what I said. The market will tell you why you lost the trade. So now when you do that, now your inner ear is getting is being opened up. The wax is, is being pulled out of there so you can hear. So now because you understand what the market is telling you, you're beginning to learn how to speak the market's language, a.k.a. interpretation. What do you hear me say all the time? Learn how to interpret the market. Interpretation indicates that there's language involved. There's communication involved. 100%. The market is constantly communicating with you. But the question is, are you listening? Next question is, do you even have the ear to hear in the first place? So here I am telling you to do that. Instead of telling you what strategy is going to give you 7 out of 10 or 8 out of 10 or 9 out of 10 trades. Which one do you think is more valuable? Come on, man. This is crazy. That's hard body right there, man. That was hard. That was hard. Um, Paley is explaining the win rate is like driving a car that sometimes works and sometimes doesn't, but you don't even know how the car is moving in the first place. Come on, young Yoda, get him. <laughs> get him. Mm. It's good stuff, man. This is good. All right, man, listen. So I had to come on because, like I said earlier, I had this wisdom to dealt with today. And, um, I am, I, and I always been like that. I've, I like recover real fast, like damn near the same day. All I know is I feel so much better now that it ain't in there. It's such a relief. Sheesh, that joint was acting crazy. Yeah, but don't you know? And don't do what I did because I ain't gonna front. I'm, a, I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like I literally had that wisdom tooth bothering me since earlier this year. Had to be like, that had to be like January, February, I think. That's a long ass time to have like a wisdom tooth just there nagging at you where every day, like literally there was never a day that went by where I wouldn't feel pain at some point. So it was kind of like pain, stop. Pain, stop. Right. Every day. Over the months. So probably by like about that started like February, probably about maybe June, July. The wisdom tooth started breaking even more, like more pieces of the tooth started breaking off. This is how crazy it was. The damn tooth was breaking off. I was like, whoa, mind you, it's the only one doing that. So whatever it was that was going on with the tooth just continued to get worse progressively. And it just got worse, worse, tooth breaking off. Now food getting caught deeper in there. I'm doing the, um, the water pick all the time, getting it out. 
But as I'm doing that, I'm feeling pain because it's hitting the inside of the tooth because there's a damn hole in the tooth. So in your tooth, you got the enamel on the top. And then underneath the enamel is what they call the um, destin. And the destin is tooth, but it's like soft tooth. And the destin is where your nerves get touched because anytime heat or cold hits that, that's what you. That's that's why you got sensitivity to heat and cold, is because the enamel is off on your tooth somewhere, and that's what creates the sensitivity because it means that the tooth is now down to the destin, right? So as soon as that is exposed, that's when that pain starts coming, on whatever level it's on. Sometimes it'll be a hard pain like what I had, like my pain was in the damn nerve. It forget sensitivity. Forget oh yeah you know I can't eat nothing hot or cold. It didn't matter what I did. Just breathing would hurt. <laughs> Air hitting it would hurt. So it just was doing this over time. And really, like, one of the things that just had me reluctant to, to go to the dentist is because every dentist experience that I've ever had in the past was a bad one. All of them. I would go to the dentist. They would show me x-rays or whatever. Oh, you have great teeth and this and that and, you know, just some basic things that you need. I'm like, yeah, but hold on. Before we even talk about all of that, this one right here hurts. So what are we going to do about that one? Oh, well, we're going to get to that one. But in the meantime, this one here is. Uh, so now you start drilling in another tooth that ain't got nothing to do with nothing that I didn't come there for. All right. And I was younger, so I was stupid for letting them do it. I, I shouldn't let them do it. But anyway, this this happened like four, four, four or five times. So they drilling in another tooth that ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Damage that tooth. So now I got two problems. You didn't fix the tooth I went there for, and you messed up another tooth. Then you messed up that tooth so bad, had the nerve to say, oh, well, now you need a root canal, and we're going to put a crown on it. So then you do the root canal, Never put the crown on it. What the hell's going on? So it's, I'm just kind of showing you like what led up to me being reluctant to go. But all of that contributed to me not wanting to go and just never like I can't stand the dentist. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to have to go for this because I can't like keep pushing this off and it's getting worse. And I also know that it got infected too. That joint got affected the other day. I forgot what day it was. Whatever day it was when I didn't come on, that was the day. I think that that was, was that Friday? That was either Friday or Thursday. Whatever day that was when I didn't come on. Yo, the pain I had in my in my jaw, it felt like pain in my whole, like, a, like a, I was in a car accident. You know how the airbag pop out and hit you in the face? It felt like that and felt like somebody had a knife stabbing in the gum at the same time. And like I said, usually the pain would go on and off, on and off. The pain was just on. So it's bat and knife, bat, knife, bat, knife, bat, knife, just on. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like this, just like not knowing what to do, feeling like I'm going to pass out and all that. So anyway, so when I went to um, the old surgeon, he gave me some antibiotics and the antibiotics helped immediately. So that's how I knew that it was infected because the antibiotics worked even before I went today to get the tooth removed. So I just feel good, man. I got that shit done. Shit. That's it. Podcast over. <laughs> Podcast is over. Yeah. So J. Carr said, glad you're better, Spike. Yeah. She said, everyone waits until they're infected. Got to get them pulled before then. Public service announcement. Yeah. Shit, as soon as you start having any type of issues with your teeth, go to the dentist. And just go and hope that you'll find a good one. Because I wouldn't recommend that pain. I wouldn't I wouldn't wish that pain on nobody. That shit was crazy. And I, I know I got a high tolerance and all that. But if I had, if I could cry, I would have. But it hurt so much, I couldn't even cry. You ever been in so much pain, you can't cry? <laughs> yeah. Yo, you ever be in so much pain? What just dropped this now? Sound like something dropped. You ever be in so much pain you can't even move? It's like if if you move, it hurts more. So you move less, hoping that it hurts less, and it don't. It still just hurt. 
This shit was crazy. Yep. Yeah, man. So, but yeah, when you got when you got an issue, man, go to the dentist. We got any issue, really, just go to the doctor and just get it checked out, man. Especially the older that you get, especially my forty, my forty plus people. <laughs> you forty plus, man. Go to the damn dentist, man. Just at least get it, get an X ray, find out what's going on with you. Uh, Pilly said. Damn, I know you're not with that doctor anymore. I would have fought that doctor. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, it was a couple of them. Like I, I literally could have laid hands on them. Like for real. One of them had left and like relocated somewhere else to another state. Couldn't find them. I'm like, you know, see, this this how you begin your ass beat. <laughs> this is exactly how somebody run up in your office and just just whip your ass. Crazy. He said, good thing you're rich, Mark. If I had to go to work with that pain, I would have quit. Yeah, nah, nah. It wasn't going no, it wasn't doing nothing with that pain. That shit was crazy. Like, it was crazy. The um, oh, the one thing that did help, and just as a home remedy, salt water. That was the only literally anything I tried. They gave me pain meds, didn't work. All like none of them. None of the pain meds worked. Salt water was helping. That sword would have held me down until I got them antibiotics from the um, oral surgeon. Then when I got the antibiotics, that right there got the infection out. And then it was it was like, okay, we getting there. Yes, finally. And then today, the grand finale, the wisdom tooth was removed. <laughs> yeah, man. So get your teeth get your teeth checked out. You know what I'm saying? Don't wait until it gets that bad. For real. Get it checked. All right, man. So you know what it is, man. Another awesome episode. Brooklyn Moses podcast. And um, this was a good one, man. If, if y'all missed this one, make sure that y'all catch the replay on it. This was good. This was a good one. Yep. Um, shout out to Tracy. Miss Jackson. Happy belated birthday. Happy belated birthday to Sadiq. Seemed like it was a couple of other people. Who else was it? Um, Sharonda. Who else was a, had a birthday this month? Let me shout you out on the podcast so it'll be on there. Um, damn, somebody else. It was somebody else too, like the other day I'm missing somebody but anyway if it's your birthday happy birthday some uh, somebody birthdays today you know I thought about something one time I was like you know what every day is somebody's birthday <laughs> you you like you don't ever think about that but it's bugged out every day is somebody's birthday like for real so that being the case if I forget your birthday don't feel bad don't feel bad. It's too many to keep up with y'all. Oh, Young Yoda, Peleus, that's right. Oh, man. Yeah, Peleus, how old are you? I was trying to guess how old he was. I think I think Peleus just turned 23 or 24. Yeah, he Young Yoda for real. With this TA skill, man. It's, it's not to be played with. Great things coming. 23? Ooh. That's my favorite number right there, bro. Favorite. Oh, 23. It's 23 watching now. Woo. There it is. There's the vibes. There's the vibes. All right, y'all. So we out of here. Yeah, stay tuned for the next episode. Manana, whenever. All right. And y'all know what it is, man. Book the Moses podcast. So this episode number 27 in the bag. No, 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 no. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. Excuse me. Episode number 28 in the bag, damn it. 28. All right, y'all. You know what it is. We out of here. Mark Fuller, Team of Lions, Brooklyn Moses Podcast, y'all. Peace.